This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to the Sports Bubble, a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. My name is Jensen Karp, and I'm a sports fan. And yes, it appears our wildest dreams have come true, and by some grace of God and the protection of forcing grown adults to stay in a hotel room with little to no contact with their loved ones, we are about to see major professional sports return. We've lost some big names to personal decisions and positive tests, and we've already seen home run balls just slowly trickle down the stands without anyone trying to take it home. So it's all happening. But I still wonder, just because they're playing, is it the sport we know and love? I'm not sure I've spoken to one person on this podcast who knows what they're in for and how this will all play out. Only time will tell. And for once, I'm going to stay optimistic. But I'm still interviewing athletes and sports industry professionals to find out what they're doing during this very weird time. Because someone has to. This is the Sports Bubble with Jensen Carp. The first sport to return to quote-unquote normalcy was NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League. Like a test balloon sent out to check wind conditions, the sporting world watched intensely as the league began the Challenge Cup, a tournament in Utah not only signaling a restart, but also a way to test plans for other sports to avoid a total COVID breakdown. Things may have started off rocky with the Orlando Pride dropping out due to positive tests, but things do seem back on track with the semifinal team set earlier this week. But much has been said about the mental toll of the NWSL bubble and the women who first experienced it. So I spoke to Kelly O'Hara of the Utah Royals just as the tournament started to see how everything was being handled. The 2009 Herman Trophy winner, signaling college soccer's top player, is also a two-time FIFA World Cup champion in 2015 and 2019, and a 2012 gold medalist angling to do it again in Tokyo whenever those games actually take place. But for this interview, we focus on her summer camp, the bubble of the Challenge Cup, and what the return has felt like for her. We also touch on the social landscape of America, and if the internet trolls she faced after kissing her girlfriend after a World Cup victory still allow her to think this world can be saved. And we get into some kind of bad soccer movies. Then, in another installment of Fandemic, I talk to former WBC super welterweight champion and current DAZN boxing analyst Sergio Mora about his upcoming return to the mic, among sweat and blood and other things I've been wildly terrified of since March. It's that time again. 
So let's follow some pros into the sports bubble. Call from Kelly O'Hara. To accept, press one. Press. Hello, Kelly. Hi, Jensen. How are you? I'm good. This is a first for the show. I don't even know what to do with myself. You're the, you're the first athlete I'm talking to who is back at their sport. This seems like I should have confetti and streamers for you. Wow, that's exciting. I know. Well, end of the show. First, first week back. It's pretty crazy. You are currently in Utah, which is the hometown of your Royal Club, partaking in the Challenge Cup. You were the first league to pick playback up. Tell me, I know this is a loaded question, but how has it been so far? <laughs> it's definitely been interesting. It's a, you're, you're kind of in uncharted territory. So interesting would be the way I would describe it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you I've spoken to athletes, I don't know now, three times a week for months. You are much further along the line than most that I speak to, but I cannot tell you I have talked to one athlete who is enthusiastic. Really? I can't. It would be a lie. I, everyone, huh. everyone feels. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna be the most pessimistic interviewer you've <laughs> you've had. I I'm weirded out by all you guys doing sports. I'm not gonna lie, but I I don't know. Everyone's sort of like, yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, I mean, that's a bummer. People are enthusiastic. I think it probably stems from. Well, first of all, you haven't talked to any athlete that's been back, correct? So they don't have the perspective of like being back, playing, having that enjoyment of actually participating that's just like grinding alone um by themselves so that i can i can understand that because i wouldn't say that i wasn't I, I i wasn't enthusiastic like back in quarantine because i actually found quarantine to be quite nice okay <laughs> yes but but i really i've also really enjoyed being back i i mean i, I love playing soccer so sure. um it's nice to be back on the field and like there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through and things you have to do and and it's not normal in any sense but when you're on the field it feels like you're back it's normal you know that is that is the one thing that is consistent with before covid which is like playing the sport isn't different and i i find a lot of joy in that so yeah i can i'm enthusiastic <laughs> I know I understand it. The setup is obviously not the fun part of playing sports. No one, no one gets excited for the uh, the p's and q's of how you're going to stay safe. Which, which I wanted to get into. Is there a, a way you could run down how traveling there took place, making sure you stayed safe and travel to the hotel, getting to where you players are staying? Did did they go out of their way to make sure you're kind of in a bit of the bubble? Yeah. So the way it worked was there were phases of, and I'll, this, I'll get to the travel, but there's phases of how teams could get back to team training. So they had individual training and then small group training and then could start team training after people had been tested or negative and you could move into the team training. And so I was in DC because that's where I do my off season and, or like live outside of playing mm -hmm. for Utah. So I flew back to Utah because the tournament is being held here um, beginning of June and I flew alone because I was just coming by myself and I was coming into market, not necessarily the tournament. Mm -hmm. So it was, kind of, it was kind of like coming back into preview. So I flew, the national team flew me back because we're paid by the national team. So they have control over that. And it was weird because you're just, you're on a flight, you're wearing a mask and people are socially distant on the plane, which was great. I actually felt fine traveling and felt pretty safe and comfortable and wasn't that worried. Like, obviously, you go out into the world, you expose yourself. But in my 
in my opinion. If you go to the grocery store, you could expose yourself the same way if you, um, you know, are in an airport, that sort of thing. And as long as you take the right precautions, should be fine. And so, yeah, I flew back beginning of June. And so we've been here, we've been training. And then other teams that flew into the bubble to start um, tournament mode, they all took charter flights from their market um, because they all had to test negative before they got on the flight and then they were tested as soon as they got here. So there were a lot of precautions taken and like making sure that whoever was coming into the bubble was negative and healthy and wasn't bringing anything in. Right. So, and then for us as a Utah team, we're not actually staying in a hotel. We were put up in apartments by our club and we thankfully get to stay in them during the tournament, but we are only so when bubble mode started, which was when teams got here, we are only allowed to be at our apartments or at the facility um, or at you know the the stadium playing. So that's been that's been a little weird because prior to the tournament bubble mode starting, you could go out and get a coffee, you know, to go. You could go grocery shopping. Obviously, we're all very cautious and wearing masks and trying to take all the precautions. But yeah, that's kind of the rundown on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that. Makes sense. Does it feel like adult summer camp? I mean, do you guys all hang out in the bubble? I mean, it's so weird to be Actually, a, yeah, a grown athlete, a, a well-paid grown athlete. Uh, you're an Olympian gold medalist. You're a World Cup winner. And now I'm not letting you go get coffee. I mean, I was one of the people when we were having all the conversations of what is it going to look like? How are we going to ensure safety for everyone? I was one people was like, if people go and get groceries and they're wearing a mask or they go, you know, they go get a coffee to go and they do curbside pickup and stuff. I'm like, that should be fine. You're staying in your car. Um, you're not interacting. And my understanding of the virus is like, you're at the most risk if you're in intimate conversation for a long period of time without a mask. So you can obviously get it other ways, but that's the highest risk. So for me, I was like, I think we should be able to do those things. It obviously got shut down. And so it, it is a bit weird, but you kind of just have to like mentally prepare yourself for that. Um, yeah. As a team, the way our protocols are set up, because I know some leagues are different, you're not allowed to interact with other teams. Oh. So we'll, we'll be in passing, um, but you're not really supposed to like stop, chat, that sort of thing. Obviously, people do from like a distance. So it's no interaction between teams when you're like hanging out, but within your team, you're allowed to to spend time. So it it does kind of feel like summer camp because we have our food delivered to um, to our apartment. So we go to a specific place to pick it up every evening or like lunch, days off, that sort of thing. So I bought a tie dye kit. Um, so I plan on having a tie dye party at some point. Yes, I like to hear that. Um, we got we got cornhole. We got cornhole, so that's gonna be fun. Um, this is camp, Kelly. This is camp, Kelly. I've been to enough Jewish sleepaway camps. You're you're living at Camp Hess Kramer. This is you're you're basically my childhood. Yeah, no, and I I mean I'm a kid at heart, so I'm I'm fine. Like I'm just you know I get to play soccer, I get to hang out with my teammates, and yeah, it's, it is what it is. You make the best of every situation, right? Yes. Well, I'm very excited to hear about the Utah movie night. How much are you guys being tested? So during during um, the preseason bit, when everyone was in their respective market, we were getting tested once a week, and one would probably argue like we probably should have gotten tested more often than that. But once a week, and then once the tournament started, we get tested after every single game day. So basically, it's the way so that you can know going into the next game, is everybody negative? So I've probably had 
seven or eight tests by now, Ben. Nuts. That 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 definitely that that definitely ruins the summer camp analogy. You had me right till then. Yeah. Have yeah, have you had it done? I had the uh, mouth swab. Not you guys are probably oh. having a more intense one or a blood test. Yeah. So when you came into market, you got the nose swab for seeing if you actively had the virus, and then the blood test, which is for the antibodies. So you got both in the beginning. Um, and then moving forward, we just had no swab. And the no swab is, it can, if you have an intense swabber, it can, it is genuinely the worst feeling yeah. I've ever felt. Ugh. And somebody told me beforehand, they were like, are you also uncomfortable? So I went in, my worst one was the first one that I got. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was in shock. I thought my nose was bleeding. <laughs> Unreal. This is not, you're, you're not selling the pessimistic interviewer here. Uh, your teammate, Kristen Press, opted out of playing, as did some of your World Cup peers. Did you ever contemplate staying home? Um, I would lie if I said I didn't think about it. I mean, I think everyone, I, when I first heard of, the, of this idea, I basically was like, what? I was just in shock. Because in that time, or in that moment, we were all at home. No one, you know, you're training on your own. You have no idea what the world is going to look like in a month to two months. So this idea of trying to put together a tournament just seemed very crazy. But then once I, you know, started to understand how much thought they had put into it, I felt more comfortable. And for me, I, I want to play soccer. Like I, I, you know, I probably only have a couple years left in my career and I felt confident in knowing that they were going to ensure as much as they possibly could for my safety. And then also it's on me to do that as well. Um, and that, you know, just being, being in DC on my own, I, I could be at risk as well. So, you know, it would be lying to say that I didn't think, Oh, like it would be so much easier to just stay home. But, yeah. but then in my, in my mind that, Is it difficult to adjust to someone like Kristen sitting it out because you guys aren't able to really have your traditional practices before to get acquainted to the team without her, like, you know, with people missing? Like, was it, is it hard to adjust? Well, no, because we had a brand new, we have a brand new staff. Um, One of our coaches, she was more, she wasn't an officially an assistant coach, I don't know, about next year or last year, but um, so we have a brand new, basically brand new coaching staff. And we, had a lot of new players come in. We have rookies. We have people we picked out, picked up from overseas that or Americans playing overseas and that, you know, are now playing in the league. And we had a lot of players. We had a couple of players retire. So we kind of came into this as like a brand new team mm-hmm. and one in which like Kristen hadn't been here yet. So in terms of her, um, you know, not coming, I don't think it had affected us in a way of like, it, it, it would have been very different if it was middle of the season, you know, we had been working together right. um, and then this happened, but we kind of all walked into this brand new, which is kind of nice. Like it was a good, I mean, you could look at it both sides. You'd be like, oh, it'd be nice to have the history and the chemistry and all that stuff, but we don't have that. Some of us do. So we're just all trying to learn as quickly as possible and create that cohesion in the, in a short couple of weeks, which crazy to think about but yeah. you know again trying to do our best you have done the unthinkable you have played without fans i assume you hear everyone from a cough to a uh, to a giggle i mean i i am trying to wonder what is it like hearing everything while you're playing so i i actually haven't played yet because i have a little quad issue but i've been in the stadium and it is very odd because when you 
watch it on TV or online. You and kind of like the EPL games and the Bundesliga, they pump in they on the stream. They mm-hmm. have noise, and I don't know if they're pumping it in live in some of the stadiums in Europe, but like in ours, there's no noise except for the benches cheering, um, you know, the people sitting out cheering. So it is very odd, but it's actually quite helpful because you can get your message across right. to other people. Like I feel like I can scream from the, from the stands and give some instruction to somebody and they can actually hear me as opposed to if there was fans, that would be the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never heard of a, a better job for jock jams than this. This is a uh, this is the time to play yeah, that. No, I would love that. I love <laughs> jock jams. Other than the Gary Glitter song, which we have to cancel, but everything else totally fine to play. Um, I asked this of all the athletes going back, and it is a very loaded question. That's your warning. But do you guys want to win this? Is this is this a tournament that's going to mean something? I am the type of person who wants to win even like rondos and practice and little small sided games. So yeah, I want to win. I enjoy playing soccer, but at the end of the day, I'm a competitor and I'm not going out there just to like kick it. I'm going out there to win. So I definitely do. Yeah. And I think, I think everybody does because people will look back and be like, oh, you won the individual challenge cup. Like what a wild time. But yeah, but still, you know, it's a thing. You're, you're only as good as your last game. So I might as well win. Yeah. Uh, well, that leads us to the Tokyo Olympics. You are a gold medalist in the past. You've been to the games before. You were set to be a veteran on this team. Does the postponement throw a total wrench into your training? Does it? You've been there before, so you know what it's like to have a set date and to to really work towards that. That date has been pushed. The goalposts have been moved. What does it mean to you? To be honest, it was kind of a relief when they announced it finally that it was going to get postponed. My stress was over them choosing to cancel it altogether because I had heard that the way Olympics were allotted, you only, the host city only had the year to actually get the, the games completed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that they were going to cancel, um, which I would, that would have been a really big bummer because, you know, there's only been a couple times, maybe one time in history where they've been, they've been canceled. So when I found out that they were postponed, to me, it was a relief. One, it's not canceled. Okay, there's still, you know, there's still a possibility to win a gold medal next year. And two, you kind, it kind of allowed you to, like, take a breath and not stress over being in quarantine and trying to stay super fit and ready. Because when everything first happened, I kind of looked at it as, Oh, we're going to, I was thinking, oh, we'll be back in like a couple of weeks. And so I was hitting it hard for two weeks straight, like training, trying to keep game fit because we were going right into preseason yeah. and I was kind of at a peaking point. So once they were canceled and once I kind of fully grasped what was going on, um, I was able to take a step back and kind of chill a little bit and, and sort out how I wanted to approach my training for the next couple months, knowing that the Olympics weren't, were no longer on the table. Yeah, and and I guess you've been to the Olympics before as someone who watches from his couch eating potato chips. I am always nervous hearing those stories about like Olympic Village and the viruses and dating apps and all the things that happen even in normal years. Do you I we have to assume that this thing's going to have locked doors. It's going to be even crazier than the apartment bubble you're living in. You mean next year? Yeah. I mean, it's only it's not even like a full year away. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I I try to be a hopeful person. So my hope is that we have a complete handle. I I mean, I don't think the Olympics goes forward unless the entire world has a handle on COVID. Yeah. So for me, there's definitely going to be heightened precautions 
that probably didn't exist in the last games that I went to. But I can't imagine that they would actually have the games if what is happening right now, you know, can trends upward. Yeah. But my hope is that we get it under control. There is a vaccine. And as a global community, we have this thing locked down. And, and then you can have the games and have the village as it typically is. Yeah, no, I appreciate your hopefulness. You would, you, you, you should take over for my therapist. I, I definitely <laughs> want to have that more. Uh, I, I wanted to touch on the worldwide awakening that has went on after the murder of George Floyd and how it's shaping and affecting the sports world. What changes have you seen in the tournament so far? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've as a league and the Players Association has wanted to bring a lot of awareness to the Black Lives Matter movement and just the racial injustice and systemic racism in this country and the problems that the black community faces. So as players, people have been kneeling. We've all been wearing the Black Lives Matter shirts, armbands. Um, I would like to see us as a player association figure out something together across teams that we could do beyond the tournament. So I'm hopeful that we can do something bigger. Yeah, and you've faced your fair share of internet trolls and real-life discrimination, clearly, as a member of the LGBT community and after kissing your partner on television. Do, do you think, as someone who has seen the garbage that is uh, a lot of the response from people who aren't like you and I, do, do you think we can still turn this around? Do you think that these kind of things in soccer and the sports that we love are, are, are helping the cause? I think that people who come from a genuine place are helping the cause. I don't think internet trolls help anything or anyone, but you also, I think, as humans, have to realize that people behind computer screens, you, you just can't, you can't worry about them. Yeah, I mean, especially with the things that have been going on these last few months with equal rights, which I've spoke, I spoke to Julie Foudy recently, and I, I just can't get over the, like, I can't get over even the mindset that gets you to the point of being like, you know, women more popular in soccer, bring more attention, but let's pay them less, baby. Like, it's just the creepiest thought process. Yeah, no, it is. But that's just part of the world we live in. And you just have to keep fighting the good fight. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
you are starting a podcast. You're getting into the podcast game. I, as you know, am the keeper of all podcasts, so I have to be alerted via written note. So I appreciate you sending that to me. What made you want to start a podcast? So with JWS, Jeff from Sports, um, I originally had a conversation with one of the founders, Haley Rosen, back in the fall. And it was for her to try to get me on board as an advisor. And throughout that conversation, I was kind of asking her, like, where do you see this going? Like, what are your goals for this? And she brought up that they would really love to do podcasts. So I casually said, like, oh, you know, I love podcasts. I've always thought about maybe, like, I would maybe want to host one one day. And she was like, really? And so that kind of started the ball rolling in bringing me on board to host. Because it was for them, it was, they were trying to figure out who would be a good host and having the ability as an like a athlete currently playing to have conversations with other athletes. Um, I feel like there's a there's this chance for vulnerability and to kind of share experiences. And and for me, the biggest reason I wanted to do the podcast, which is like taking me out of my comfort zone completely because I've never done anything like it, I know how important visibility is and getting voices heard and being able to to tell your story. And like, for me, I love hearing people's stories. Uh-huh. I would rather read an article profile than like a long book. So I jumped at that opportunity because I'm like, if I want to be, if I want to see women's sports increase, I have to, I can't just talk about it. I can't complain about it. I need to do something about it. And for me, this is doing something about it. Yeah. Very active. Who would be your, your goal guest? Who is, who's the dream guest? You can open up the, the, the whole entire celebrity sports world. Who, who's the get? Well, we've already interviewed a handful of people and some of them would be on my, my dream list. So I'm, I'm thankful that people have already come on and, and shared their stories. I would love. Hmm, we have we have a we have a list. I should like pull it up because um, it's a good one. I mean, Serena Williams would be amazing. Very good. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that would probably be the ultimate, just because of I love that who she is, what she's done. Yeah, for sure. All right. Very good. I would. I I was thinking along those lines. So I I I think. It's always weird because, like, for me, if someone was like, who's the main get you want for the sports bubble? I'm always like, I think too inwardly. I'm like, oh, Taco Fall would be amazing. Like, I like clearly people want to hear from Taco Fall, but all I want to do is be friends with Taco Fall. Like, that's my whole goal in mostly everything I do. So I appreciate you looking to listeners. I'm thinking just who can I have, like, you know, a movie night with? Oh, yeah, that's fair. No, I mean, sometimes you got to be selfish. I am. I'm very selfish. But let's talk movies. I just kind of glimpsed on on, on your uh, Utah experience right now, maybe being able to watch with some teammates. I, I, there's a lot of talk during pandemic about Last Dance, the Ken Griffey Jr. doc. It got me thinking about soccer movies. There just aren't enough at all, in my opinion. True. And there's an upcoming Netflix scripted movie about the 99 World Cup team. We have to wait for that. So I wanted to go through some soccer movies from my childhood, from growing up, and kind of tell me what you think about them as a professional player. We'll grade them on one to five goals, five being best. And if it's a red card, if you've never seen it. Okay. All right. This is going to be bad because I'm not a movie person. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, listen, I, I've only seen a couple of these, so that's almost I'm almost asking for your help from what you've heard. Okay, one... I feel like I'm going to have a lot of red cards. All right, here we go. Bend it like Beckham. Oh, um... One? <laughs> Whoa, the Kieran Knightley Bollywood feeling Bend it like Beckham gets a one. Why is that? Uh, probably because I watched it so long ago, and it was just... The, 
no no soccer movie has ever been able to accurately portray soccer being played in in, in, a, in a good way. It just doesn't ever look good. I agree. It mostly cuts to their legs, and it's like a completely different person. Yeah, and then the person doing like 12 stepovers in the middle of the field. <laughs> Love stepovers in a movie. Terrible. Love stepovers, yeah. which gets us to our next one, the 1992 classic Ladybugs. Uh, it is with Rodney Dangerfield and the late Jonathan Brandis, also Jack A. Henry. This is a movie that is the you know the quintessential guy on a girl's team, whatever, the flip. But do you remember this one at all? I think I did see this. I feel like I did, but it was probably so long ago. But I also think I really liked it, so I'm going to give it four. Oh, four. Okay, very good. Uh, that one has a lot of cut to different people's legs. It's like it'll be a, a white girl, then it cuts, and it's like a Puerto Rican dude with like great quads. Okay. Uh, all right. The Big Green. It's from 1995. Steve Gutenberg plays a deputy. It's kind of one of those Bad News Bears ragtag group of soccer kids from Texas. Oh, yeah. That one. Um, I'm that. Was that a soccer movie? I thought it was a football movie. No, no. It is um, a soccer movie. The, the 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 big kid with the red hair from Sandlots, the goalie. He's like oh yeah, the cover. Oh yeah, no, no, I've definitely, I've definitely seen this. Um, that that gets like six. Oh so whoa, five. that is. I mean, Benda like Beckham is garbage. Well, it's just like I, I it's, it's funny because I'm like it was. I thought the big green was about football, but then I just googled big green movie. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've definitely seen that. And that it's the best one because it's kind of like Mighty Ducks, yes. but for for soccer. soccer. It is clearly Mighty Ducks. Same, here's one that's the same plot as Ladybugs, and you're talking to someone who might even give this 10 goals, so I'm warning you in advance. The 2006 movie She's the Man with Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum. Oh, yeah. Knew, knew you were going to bring that up. I would, give it, I would give it 10 goals, too. It's, it's so it's good. good God bless her performance <laughs> so in it. It's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, I laugh. So bad. I laugh even just thinking about it. Okay. Uh, everyone, please go watch She's the Man. All right. Uh, Shaolin Soccer 2001 Stephen Chow movie. You ever see it? red card for me red card see this one's crazy because it's like a kung fu movie but instead of kung fu they're doing soccer it's bonkers looking i mean none of it's real but it's still nuts yeah all right i've never heard of it all right possibly uh a a tournament watch okay uh kicking and screaming 2005 with will ferrell robert duvall seen it no i actually haven't seen it but i think it's pretty good because will ferrell's really good so i'll give it four goals without even seeing it without even seeing it give me that card too yeah no both incredible reviewer is there anything i'm missing is there a soccer movie that you love that i just didn't put on this list oh no i don't think so there's not enough which is sad yeah there isn't any of hollywood is listening make a soccer movie kelly thank you for talking to me please stay safe stay within the bubble have a great time at summer camp and uh i hope to talk to you soon okay i'll let you know how my tie-dye goes after this, I talk about the upcoming fight between Ortiz Jr. and Vargas with boxer and DAZN analyst Sergio Mora. Right now, Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, like students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America, and their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This podcast is committed to donating a portion of the proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now, here's my conversation with boxer and DAZN analyst Sergio Mora. Call from Sergio the Langsnake Mora. To accept, press 1. Press. Well, I've seen a bunch of your interviews recently. I've seen that you've been pretty strictly quarantining. Is this upcoming fight, is this going to be your first time amongst a group of people? Yeah, but you know, it's going to be a limited group of people because um, the protocol is pretty, pretty strict. I've been getting uh, emails from the California Commission and from Golden Boy and from The Zone, and we're going to have to go into a bubble uh, on Wednesday stay in a room, get tested, and right, and if we get a clear, we test negative, then we're allowed to go into certain designated areas, I think, for eating and then one for production, and then back to your room. So it's going to be a bubble, just like the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was hoping you've been quarantining in Montebello. I don't think you live there anymore, but I, my, my whole family is from there. My mom graduated from Whittier. Ah, gotcha. No, I grew up in East L.A., like a block away from Montebello. So I'm on the border of Garfield and Whittier. Huh. Uh, that's where I grew up. My mom lived there. My family lived there. But uh, I haven't stayed there in 15 years. I, I miss it. <laughs> well, shout out to Garduno's, my, my favorite restaurant probably of all time. <laughs> Garduno's Hot Dogs, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. They, it's, I think it's out of business. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. Th- no, 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 no. It's still there. It's still there. Thank God. Uh, well, like you said, this next Friday, The Zone is returning. Boxing is back with a huge fight. Uh, a member of the promising future of boxing, the undefeated Virgil Ortiz Jr., taking on Vargas. You will be calling the action. Are, truthfully, are you excited to get back to work? Absolutely. I mean, well, aside from the fact that I've been quarantining with a two-year-old little girl and a five-year-old little boy, right? I can't wait to get out of the house. That's one. <laughs> two, get back to work. And three, of course, man, I want to see live action boxing, man. I've just been stuck at home taking care of kids. I want to feel that adrenaline of testosterone back in my body and watch some some action. Yeah, I have a I have a one year old, so I know I know what quarantining with basically a toddler infant is like. I assume you're gonna be seeing as much spit and blood as you've seen even at home this next week. 
And poop. Don't forget the poop. And poop. Exactly. <laughs> Some fighters you never know. Uh, boxing is one of those kind of sports that you just never know how it's going to happen again. Like when we first started talking COVID and getting near each other, it's like contact sports, you know, golf and tennis. Those things are sort of easily solved. But with so much closeness in boxing, what precautions are going to go on for the actual fighters to keep everyone safe? Well, from what I know so far that they send me, we got to stay in our rooms. Once we clear negative, they let us go to a certain designated area, which is the production, mm. or I guess for the fighters training. Uh, maybe they, they need to use the uh, the fitness center to lose a couple extra pounds, or they're going to be allowed to do that uh, certain hours. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be hand sanitizing and masks everywhere. That's what it said in the email. Um, uh, I think those are those are the only things they can do. Um, so designated areas, yeah. and there's, there's going to be time slots for everyone to go in, and there's going to be hand sanitizing everywhere. Casino's going to be closed from what I hear, mm-hmm. and it's literally, it's just work, room, room, work. Right. That's it. And you're you're a former WBC super welterweight champ. You've had major fights in your career. You were a fan favorite coming out of the contender. And and you, I would assume, really fed off the fans and the applause and the audience and such. I mean, did you ever imagine what it would be like to have big televised fights with no one there? Never. And I thought my um, situation on the contender was weird because we only fought in front of production and a production family. And we were allowed to have five family members on a contender fight. So we only had about 100, 150 at the max, very small. And that felt weird. I never imagined to fight in front of no crowd, man. I mean, this is just something that's unprecedented and it's going to be weird. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I can't tell you that it's going to be something I'm looking forward to, but I'm going to have to adapt and evolve like everyone else. Yeah, I mean, this is some inside baseball stuff, but I'm also wondering, like, when we start talking about big payday fighters, like, since so much is dependent on live gate and not just TV deals and pay-per-views and stuff, how, how will payments happen? Is everyone going to be looking at a big pay cut, do you think? Well, there's going to be two choices. Either you fight for less money or you're going to be inactive and, and on the shelf. And right now, you know, the initial, the initial, I guess, consensus is, you know, big fighters are going to be shelved. I mean, the only one that's really stepping up and saying he's going to do it is Canelo. But Canelo's missing an opponent because the opponents are demanding more money. (laughs) So, yeah, if either you get shelved or you want to fight, I think the only one that's leading by example right now is uh, Canelo Alvarez. You know, God bless him. But hopefully, you know, uh, the rest of the the pound-for-pound fighters on the list and, and the top fighters, you know, follow suit. Yeah, because you had tweeted this. I, I saw this on your account. What a time to stay ready if you're a fighter. Pandemic opponents are one phone call away from career high paydays. It's just the idea that guys <laughs> yeah. like Canelo and, uh, you know, even Triple G sort of talked about fighting a little bit. I mean, the fact that th- they won't be able to find their payday probably. But as far as smaller fights, I, I guess you're right. Like dudes that have been prepped to be in this position for a long time, if they feel safe, if they feel ready to take a, a payday that's big for them, but low for, for some superstars, well, then they're ready to go. Usually it's it's these B side opponents that that get you know they get good fights for about fifty thousand. If they get a really good fight against a, a an A opponent, they they might hit six figures. Yeah. During this time, if you're going to be fighting a, a Golovkin, a Canelo, or or a top fighter, a Demetrius Andrade, or any champion with a belt, I mean, if you're going to get a phone call within a two week notice and you're in shape, you're going to get a six figure check. Right. You know, so it's it's a hell of a time to be an opponent. I, I would be working out. Every day waiting for a phone call and, you know, if I was on social media tweeting about it, do exactly what Andy Ruiz did, the Instagramming messages and direct messaging Eddie Hearn and direct message every promoter say, I'm ready, willing, and able, I'm in shape, blah, 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 whatever, but yes. 
Yeah, that's another question to bring up is DAZN now has three events in five weeks. Uh, excited to see all of those. Do you expect these guys after quarantine and and everything we've been through to be in shape? We're going to see sort of the heavy breathing. We gonna Are, are we going to see the boxers we're used to or no? Well, look, the boxers are going to tell you they're in shape. And as a boxer myself, um, I hate saying former boxer, but as a boxer myself, we're just going to we're going to talk the talk. And then when we get in there, we're going to have excuses later. That's just the way it is. Right. If we're not sharp to become fight night afterwards, we'll say, well, you know, we're going to use the pandemic as an excuse. But if we look sharp, get a knockout. Yeah, man, I've been training. I've been in the back. I've been doing my thing. We'll keep that bravado. So it all depends on, on how good the performance was. That's just how fighters are. Totally. These last few months, we've been without any fights. It's been a major setback for DAZN. They were expanding into the U.S., starting sort of a new business plan, ready to launch. Uh, are they on track? Are you guys on track to sort of pick up where everything was halted because of COVID? It's sort of a weird position to be in as a, as a network. And if you're running a sports serving service and you have no sports to show, that's going to be tough. Uh, I think it's tougher for every business. Um, my buddy, who I just spoke to about an hour ago, owns a popular bar in San Francisco, and he's hurting because, you know, he's been in the bar business 20-plus years. So that's just a small business, something as big. Uh, as, a, as a sports streaming service with so much money involved, of course it's going to take a big hit. But with that much money invested and so much time invested, so much effort invested, I can bet they're going to double down after this is over and doubling down on the big fights right away. I mean, I've heard rumblings about the potential fights coming up. I can't, I can't ruin the secret, but I can just tell you they're hot. You know, they're coming back with a bang. We're coming back with a bang, and I'm sure top rank and Golden Boy and everyone else is going to want to do the same because after five, six, seven months of this quarantine, you're going to want to get all eyes on you, just like the UFC is doing, you know, all eyes on them right now from Fight Island. That's right. And and we talked to Sugar Ray Leonard about King Ryan a little bit and sort of the superstar that's in the future for him. Uh, you know, uh, what do you see for him as far as like some high-level competition in the future? Oh, Ryan Garcia has been doing exactly what he needs to do. He's been moving perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two step-up opponents. It's not his fault that he knocked them out in under three minutes. But that's that's what a, what a fighter and a potential superstar is supposed to do. Right. Not only does he have that following, that social media following, but he's taking care of business inside the ring. So he has it inside and outside the ring. Now the only problem is he wants to get paid more money and, he, and he's demanding more money. This is where I would think that the lack of experience and, and maybe immaturity kicks in. The fact that under these unprecedented times, the money is not there, the fans aren't there, someone is going to have to, you guys are going to have to meet in the middle. And I think if, if they can do that, if, if Ryan Garcia and Golden Boy can meet in the middle, uh, you know, Golden Boy pay him a little bit more, not what Ryan is expecting, mm-hmm. but a little bit more. And then Ryan Garcia says, okay, I won't, I won't take what I wanted for, but I'll take that. Let's do it. And, and let's just move forward. And that's, that's how it gets going. I just get the ball moving again. Keep that momentum going. I mean, back to back, first round knockouts. He is, he's hot right now. Yeah. He is lightning hot right now. Keep it going, man. Yeah, it doesn't hurt that he looks like he's in a boy band either. <laughs> yeah, as an 18-year-old uh, incarnation of Alfred de la Hoya. Yeah, absolutely. I feel a swell during boxing's downtime, and it's a very strange, I would have never predicted it, for the return of Mike Tyson. Uh, in pop culture now, maybe more than ever, maybe just during the hangover time, uh, I've seen him all over the place, and he's hinted to a return to the ring after that video sort of went viral of him in great shape hitting bags. You tell me, you've been in the ring, you, 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 you wince when you say former fighter. Could, could it happen at 53? No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, absolutely not. Mike Tyson, every other fighter that, that, that's thinking about a comeback, especially in the late 40s and early 50s, 
it's not possible. You're not you're you're not George Foreman, who's just a, a unique piece when it came to one punch power. You're not Bernard Hopkins, who lived the gladiator lifestyle since he was, you know, 18 years old or a pro, whenever he was. You're not both. Those are unique individuals that 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 just it's it, it's rare. Mike Tyson is a, a great fighter, but you know he didn't live the gladiator lifestyle of Bernard Hopkins, and he doesn't have that. Well, he does have that power like George Foreman, but he doesn't have the size of George Foreman. So no, 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 no. They have no chance. It just it's gonna tarnish their legacy. They should just stay retired and and keep the the the, the thoughts of glory, <laughs> you know, bottled up. I'm all down for Tyson to just be the weed podcast guy. Trust me. I just uh, I know there that I, yeah. I know that when there's paydays out there, which brings me to my next question. Uh, your pal and everyone's pal, especially at the zone, De La Hoya says he'll be watching Tyson for his own return. Uh, I I can't imagine when the payday pops up for him and Canelo or you know him and Pacquiao or him and McGregor even weirder that anyone is going to say no for that kind of money. Like I just I I guess I don't have a lot of optimism when it comes to boxing and uh, and keeping people away from the ring if there's a payday. No, money talks, man. Especially during these times. Um, exactly, it's not it's not going to happen, man. It's just it's too important even for the guys that missed the limelight. Do you see? Uh, I know you guys have some fights. Dazone has some fights in London coming up, and they're all outdoors. Is that a, is that sort of the future? Or do you think that's what Dazone's going to be looking for in the future? Outdoor arenas. You know what? I heard about that Tulsa uh, fight in downtown in the streets. You got to give Eddie Hearn some credit for that. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I love that idea out in the middle of Main Street. Uh, so something like that, something creative, you know, Fight Island creative, downtown creative, or who knows, Alcatraz, I've been hearing Ooh. creative. So. I, I am in support of an Alcatraz Island boxing match. I will, I, that would be great. Well, Sergio, I wish you all the best and all the luck of these next few weeks with zone. We'll all be watching. The world is hoping for sports to come back and excited to hear you, uh, hear you out there again. Thank you, Jensen. I appreciate it. The Sports Bubble is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Matthew Kugler, and me, Jensen Karp. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor, with production and editing by Jasper Leak. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. Our theme music is composed by Spilkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please visit feedingamerica.org. If you're able to make a donation, any amount makes a difference, and you can learn more about other ways you can help on their website. For more information on the Sports Bubble, links to the socials, and for show transcripts for our hearing-impaired listeners, go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well. The Sports Bubble is a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.